part two of our look at free agency for the NFL. We're going to the NFC, and you're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is The Doghouse. You can find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. Yes, this podcast was actually supposed to be out. It is being recorded on Thursday instead of Wednesday. I was tired as shit from making my deliveries in downtown Chicago yesterday and abruptly fell asleep when I got home. So... We may be a day late, but we're definitely not a dollar short. So let's, again, get into our depth charts. We are in the NFC. We will be starting in the NFC West and working counterclockwise to the south, east, and north. And let us begin with the Arizona Cardinals offense. This is the second half of the uh, DeAndre Hopkins-David Johnson trade. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is now going to be your number one across the field from Larry Fitzgerald, moving Christian Kirk into the slot. Um, yeah, like the move for the offense, like it for Kyler Murray for sure. Um, good move. Got to see what's going to happen with the offensive line. They still have some work to do there. But uh, they're getting it figured out. They're still sitting a little over $11 million on the cap as of Sunday. Um, they let uh, Demir Bird go to New England and Farrell Cooper, <clears throat> who did n- next to nothing last season. They let him move on to Carolina. Nobody's going to miss them there. So, Otherwise, this team is pretty much intact. Kenny Drake signed his transition tag, so he is officially under contract. Uh, DJ Foster actually today... Uh, re-signed with the team. So they have three running backs available in Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, and DJ Foster. Uh be interesting to see if they take a shot on another running back in this draft. Um, don't necessarily need it except for bench depth. Moving out of the defense, they have a little bit of moves here. Uh, they lost Rodney Gunter, D-tackle, to Jacksonville. Uh, Joe Walker, inside linebacker to San Francisco. That's a meh move. Let him go. He was terrible. Uh, Casillas Marsh, uh, outside linebacker to Jacksonville. 
and Zach Kerr, defensive tackle, they lost to Carolina. Uh, they brought in linebacker Devon Kennard at the outs and should be moving to the outside, probably weak side linebacker starting there. Uh, Jordan Phillips, D tackle from uh, Buffalo, have him actually penciled in right next to Corey Peters and Zach Allen. Um, and now on today, I know it was yesterday actually they signed uh, Trevon Coley, uh, backup D tackle from Indianapolis. So uh, they're working on this on this defense. Um, still not probably right where they are going to want it. Definitely not where you'd like to see it uh, from an NFL standpoint. I don't know exactly who's going to be uh, their their slot corner in this defense yet. So I'm going to wait and see what happens uh, during the draft here in uh, yeah, just under a month. So we'll move on to the L.A. Rams. Not much movement on the offense. Now, they did cut Todd Gurley, who signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Mike Thomas, not to be confused with Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints, uh, but Mike Thomas, backup wide receiver, signed with Cincinnati. Nothing big there. Uh, JoJo Natson, uh, another wide backup wide receiver, more of a returner. Um, he was cut, and he was signed by, I believe, Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. Um, just over $16 million in cap room. Uh, they do have, still have a couple of free agents that they, they're going to want to take, take care of or maybe move on from, one being backup quarterback Blake Bortles and uh, place kicker Greg the Leg Zerline or Legatron, whatever you care to call him. So it'll be interesting to see if they pay for him. Uh, a lot of moves on the defense, mostly all losses here. Uh, Eric Weddle, safety, retired. You had Michael Brockers, he left, the D-tackle left for Baltimore. Corey Littleton, inside linebacker, a uh, guy that I thought that they really needed to keep. He was signed by the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Dante Fowler, outside linebacker, left for Atlanta which was actually quite surprising considering how strapped Atlanta was. I'm still trying to figure out how they worked that one in. Uh, outside linebacker Clay Matthews was cut. Marquis Christian, free safety, signed with the New York Jets. And Nickel Roby Coleman, who was maintaining the slot for this defense, he signed with Philadelphia. Very good move for Philadelphia. Uh, they did now... The Rams did bring in Ashawn Robinson, D-tackle from Detroit, and Leonard Floyd, outside linebacker from Chicago. Um, but they still have a ton of moves to make. They're really kind of struggling in here, uh, especially on the strong side in the long, linebacking core. And, again, we need to figure out who's going to be uh, the slot corner in this defense. Um, four totals. Uh, defensive players are still free agents. One of them being starter, a starter in Bryce Hager at inside linebacker on the weak side. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Now we have our Super Bowl losing San Francisco 49ers. We're going to start with the offense. You had Garrett Selleck, tight end, retired. Levi Toyolo, Toyolo tight end, uh, backup tight end. He signed with New York Giants. Uh, Mike Person, offensive guard, backup offensive guard, was cut. And Emmanuel Sanders left in free agency to New Orleans. Uh, they brought in Travis Benjamin from the L.A. Chargers at wide receiver. 
And then uh, actually a pretty decent move. They brought Tom Compton in from New York Jets. He'll be should be Manning as of right now, depending upon what they do in the draft. He should be Manning the right guard spot for this offense. Other than that, uh, not much uh, in ways of free agency that they have really left. Uh, Jordan Matthews, you know, backup wide receiver. Uh, they're not going to do anything there. And then Andrew Lauderdale, uh, offensive tackle, is also a free agent. On the defense, a uh, few losses, a uh, big one being DeForest Buckner, who they, the D-tackle that they traded to Indianapolis. Uh, Joe Walker, inside linebacker, uh, they lost to Arizona. What the fuck? I fucked that one up. No, they brought in. Holy shit. Woo, we got to go put him over there. Good Lord. You can tell when I've been doing this shit and I get really tired. I mix them up in the off in the uh, sign and the losses. So they lost. They signed Joe Walker from Arizona. My bad. Um, lost D tackle Sheldon Gray uh, to the Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Zettel, uh DN to Minnesota. Not really that big of a loss. They did bring in, of course, again Joe Brooke Walker, and then uh, brought in Kerry Hyder, defensive end from Dallas. That was actually a pretty good signing. Um, Hyder, I think, has a real possibility. I think they can move him into to the D-tackle spot right next to Nick Bosa and slide DJ Jones over to man the other D-tackle spot. It's going to be interesting. Um, Kerry Hyder's a little bit better of a pass rusher to be sitting behind Nick Bosa or Eric Armstead. That's why I think they could slide him in there um, and try to utilize a little bit more pass rush. Otherwise, this defense is pretty, pretty much the same. Um, yeah, not too much in anything with losses. So should be pretty strong again this season. Uh, let's see, what do they got working with? Yeah, they're just above the salary cap. Um or just below the salary cap, they still have uh, about $1.9 million left. So we'll see what happens there. They're going to have to cut some losses here and gain some more uh, cap space. But Seattle Seahawks offense, lost offensive tackle George Fant to the New York Jets. Wide receiver Philip Dorsett signed with the New England Patriots. And no, he did not. He actually signed from the New England Patriots. Holy shit. That's the problem with doing this live one cut, not having anybody edit it. You fuck up, you fuck up, and you just admit it. That's what it is. Uh, they lost two offensive tackles. One was George Fant. Like I said, went to the New York Jets. And then uh, Jermaine Ifedi, an offensive tackle they lost to Chicago. Um, not huge losses there. The line is pretty average. Uh, they do still have to deal with Mike Ayapati at left guard. He's still a free agent there. Um, and that's going to be interesting to see what happens at wide receiver because they brought in Dorsett and they have David Moore and Jerron Brown, uh, still unsigned opposite of DK Metcalf. So I slid Philip Dorsett for right now right behind DK Metcalf, but I expect him actually to slide over 
to the other side unless they make another move. Uh, Off-season additions, you'd have Greg Olson, uh, free agent tight end. He was cut. He was cut before free agency even happened. Um, so he was able to kind of get a jump on free agency and sign right away here in Seattle. Uh, Cedric, oh, God, I hate this name. Ogabawehi, an offensive tackle that they got from uh, Jacksonville. Uh, he has the potential to actually be a starter in here, but for right now, on the right side of the line, I have DJ Fluker and Brandon Shell out there. Um, Brandon Shell, also an offensive tackle that they brought in from the New York Jets. Uh, BJ Finney, an offensive guard, backup offensive guard uh, from Pittsburgh, but I expect him to actually back up Justin Britt at center. And then, and then he had um, Chance Warmack, who's actually back in the league now. Uh, he was an offensive guard for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and he's been out of football for a year or two. So he's back. He actually, I really liked Warmack when he came out in the draft. So I think he has an opportunity to actually push one of the starters as well. So they're pretty set with some of these guards, and they're bigger guards. Because you're looking, you're looking at your offensive tackles, and you, you just have Dwayne Brown and Jamarco Jones on the left side. You look on the right side, it's Brandon Shell, Cedric. <laughs> Fuck it. Cedric O on the right side with Chad Wheeler at the offensive tackle spots. But when you look from Ayupati, Britt, and Fluker right in the middle, you have nine backups that are mostly all guards. Um, so they're really, really deep in there. Now there's two that are free agents and Joey Hunt and Jordan Simmons, but um, they're sitting pretty pretty they're sitting pretty well in there. Um be interesting to see if they bring CJ Proceis back um or just run with Travis Homer uh behind Chris Carson because Rashad Penny's not gonna be ready for the start of the season. He had that ACL tear way too late to make the beginning of the season. He should he may pop up late in the year, but uh Chris Carson should be the man as long as his knee as long as his I believe it was a knee. Um, something to do with the knee. It wasn't anything huge, but it was enough to keep him out for the rest of the year. But Carson should be back for the start of the year. Salary cap, they're sitting just under $15 million, so they can still uh, make some moves here. We look at the defense. They did lose a couple of players in Quentin Jefferson. Uh, defensive end, he went to Buffalo. And then they also lost uh, Al Woods, another uh, defensive tackle to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, but surprisingly, they actually brought back er Bruce Irvin, outside linebacker, back from Carolina. Bruce Irvin was in Seattle for quite some time. Uh, so that was a nice signing. But I don't know if that's to cover their ass because they still have to pay for Jadavion Clowney if they want to bring him back. Um, otherwise, they really wasted that fucking trade um, to bring him in from Houston last year. So there's a bunch of moves that are going to have to be made. They're going to have to get some salary somewhere. But anywho, we are going to move on to the NFC South. If I can actually load that one up here. Do, 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 do. Clear some space here. Make these a little bit bigger. 
Bigger is better. Bigger is better. All right, there we go. All right, we got NFC South. We're going to start in Atlanta. Um, off-season losses, they lost, they cut Devontae Freeman, uh, the running back that's been there for about five years, five, six years. Uh, they cut backup offensive tackle Ty Sombrello. I was kind of surprised with that one. Um, it's funny. Everybody boasts about the San Atlanta Falcons offensive line and says that they're really, really good, but they are not rated really well outside of Alex Mack and Jake Matthews. So um, it's really, it's really going to be interesting to kind of see what they do here because they're hurting on the defensive side of the ball. So they're going to have to do something, whether it's cheap uh, free agents um, or fill some fill some gaps here with depth and probably a starter. I mean, Caleb McGarry is probably asserted himself as a right as the starting right tackle, but I don't know about Jamon Brown so much at right guard. So uh, they also lost Luke Stocker tight end, who they cut. Uh, Austin Hooper, uh, really good tight end um, that we had talked about at the beginning of last year. He left for Cleveland. Nice deal for him there. I don't know if I like the spot, though. Uh, and then Wes Schweitzer, offensive guard, left for the Washington Redskins, who have been really moving around um, this free agent period. Additions. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons did trade uh, for former first-round pick Hayden Hurst, uh, tight end for Baltimore. Um, Justin McCray, offensive guard, they brought in from Cleveland. Uh, Kari Lee, who was actually just signed two days ago. He was tight end in the XFL um, for the D.C. Renegades. No, D.C. Defenders. Good God, I can't even fucking remember that. Uh, Todd Gurley, who was cut um, cut and signed by Atlanta the very next day, <laughs> uh, brought in at running back, and then Laquan Treadwell. Whoo! Ooh, Laquan Treadwell, starting opposite of Julio Jones out of Minnesota. Um, they, If they're smart, they're going to move Cal- uh, Calvin Ridley back in the slot where he really excelled his rookie year. Um, so that's why I have Treadwell penciled in right now opposite of Julio Jones. I would expect maybe them to take a shot in the draft, but uh, this could be a year where maybe they just kind of rotate between Treadwell and Zakis. Oh, God. Olamidi. I can never do Olamidi Zakisis. Olamidi Zakisis. He's that really fucking fast dude. He's that really fucking fast dude. Um, <clears throat> Atlanta Falcons are sitting, and I'll give you the exact number, $562,806 below the cap as of Sunday. And they haven't really done many moves to really bump that number up. Um, even with cutting uh, starting corner Desmond Trufant, um, letting Vic Beasley, the outside linebacker, walk to Tennessee, and Devondre Campbell, the inside linebacker, uh, inside slash outside, he can play both. Um, to Buffalo. Now they did bring in Leroy Reynolds 
uh, from Cincinnati, and then they brought in outside linebacker Dante Fowler from the Rams, which we talked about. Um, that's a weird thing. They they gave they gave Fowler quite a bit of money, and I was expecting them to kind of try and save this year, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the front line looks pretty damn good, and they're pretty set with two of the three starters at linebacker. The problem is that there's no depth on this team whatsoever at linebacker or corner, let alone if you look at the actual ratings for, like, the corners and safeties, it's not all that good. So they still have a lot of work and not a lot of money to work with. That's kind of my issue here. Carolina Panthers offense, like I said, you saw Greg Olson. Uh, he was cut. He was let go um, and signed with Seattle. Trey Turner, offensive guard, traded to the L.A. Chargers. Kyle Allen, quarterback for most of last year, even that nine-game losing streak, uh, traded to Washington. Marcus Bow, a tight end, cut. Greg Van Rutten, offensive guard, signed by the New York Jets, which we liked on the last podcast. And then uh, yesterday, yesterday, Cam Newton was cut. So moving on from him, big signing was Teddy bringing in Teddy Bridgewater from the New Orleans Saints. Whether or not that's going to work out in the Matt Rule offense uh, remains to be seen, um, but we're going to kind of pay attention to some of these moves. Um, the Carolina Panthers brought in offensive guard John Miller from Cincinnati. Seth Roberts, wide receiver from Baltimore, have him slotted as the starting slot wide receiver unless they're going to move Curtis Samuel over there uh, for obvious reasons, which we'll get to. Farrell Cooper signed from the Arizona uh, Cardinals at wide receiver. Seth, Seth DeValve, tight end from Jacksonville. Phillip Walker, the stud quarterback from your um, Houston Roughnecks team of the XFL. We'll talk about him in, in a second here, too. Uh, Robbie Anderson was the wide receiver that they brought in. I have him slotted across from DJ Moore um, and then moving Sam Roberts to the slot. Like I said, unless they're going to move Curtis Samuel there, which you would think they would do, but why would you bring in Seth Roberts if, you know, an actual, you know, year to year slot wide receiver? Uh, Russell Kuhn, uh was traded to Carolina from L.A. Chargers. So uh, they're trying to build that offensive line. It's still not a really good offensive line, but it's better than what they had in there. So um, now we get into Teddy Bridgewater. You have Teddy Bridgewater, Phillip Walker, and Will Greer. Uh, Greer is going to be sitting as the third quarterback on there. There's no way he's beating out Phillip Walker in this offense. Um Considering the fact that Walker actually played under Matt Rule at Baylor. Um, so there's history there. Um, now, the question is arose on a lot of radio, a lot of podcasts about whether or not Philip Walker can beat Teddy Bridgewater out. Maybe he can do it, but I'm not going to tell you, yeah. I'm not going to give anybody any false hope on there. Now, if Philip Walker started any time this year, of course, he'd probably be the most popular fucking quarterback that you'd play in DFS um, just because he'd be dirt cheap and he has immense upside. But Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is going to be the starter for the whole year. Team's still rebuilding. Um, 
they're going to look to the future. It was a four-year deal. Pardon me. It was a four-year deal. Um, I think you're going to have Teddy Bridgewater kind of get one year, possibly two years um, of leeway here before we really start taking a look at Philip Walker outside of an injury, of course. Um, I think with the addition of Philip Walker in here, what you're kind of looking at is possibly Matt Rulon is offensive coordinator, Joe Brady kind of grooming Walker to potentially take over. He's still a young guy. Uh, he still has some time in there. Learn under Teddy Bridgewater um, with Teddy Bridgewater also getting the assurance that Philip Walker is not going to take his job right away. You know what I mean? So, um, Carolina sitting just over seven million in cap space. Uh, plenty of time to maybe work on building some more through free agency, but more than likely through the draft. Off-season losses. You have uh, the big one was Luke Luke Keekly, linebacker. He retired. That was just about right after the season finished. Um, Colin Jones, free safety, was cut. Vernon Butler, D-tackle, signed with Buffalo. Eric Reed, strong safety, cut. Gerald McCoy, D-tackle, signed with Dallas. Good luck with that, Cowboys. Uh, Wes Horton, D-tackle, retired. James Bradbury, cornerback, left in free agency to the New York Giants. <laughs> Have fun with that. Uh, Mario Addison, outside linebacker, went to Buffalo, liked it. Uh, Bruce Irvin, uh, we literally just talked about a few minutes ago. Outside linebacker went to Seattle. And Don Terry Poe, the D-tackle, uh, starting D-tackle, went to Dallas. I like the Poe move. I didn't like the McCoy move for Dallas. Um, McCoy, every... If you follow McCoy, and granted, he's only played for two teams previous to this now move to Dallas, um, but... Uh, the defense, whatever defense Gerald McCoy is on, has always sucked against the run. So um, we may have something to look forward to against Dallas next year. Okay, additions. We have Chris Smith, the defensive end. He's just signed off the street. Uh, to hear Whitehead, uh, linebacker out of Oakland. Stephen Weatherly, a D end out of Minnesota. Justin Burris, strong safety out of Cleveland, and Zach Kerr, a D-tackle out of Arizona. So uh, some minor moves, um, guys that are probably going to start, you know, have an opportunity to start, but um, this defense is not going to be any good. Actually, the loss of James Bradbury, and I can joke about that with the New York Giants, but uh, for this defense, in reality, that was a big, that was actually a pretty big loss. Bradbury was a pretty good corner for them. Um, I know he slipped a little bit last year and we kind of attacked him, but um, James Bradbury was nowhere near what Xavier Rose was, so I don't know um, why they didn't try to bring him back unless he, he just demanded too much salary. But, I mean, the deal he signed with New York wasn't all that great either. It didn't cost them a whole hell of a lot. So, uh, New Orleans Saints lost to Teddy Bridgewater that moves Taysom Hill. Uh, right behind Drew, Drew Brees as, a quarter, as quarterback two, uh, which is fine. Um, I think. <sighs> Am I going to slip inside? Am I going to slip inside Sean Payton's head? In my opinion, 
and I would actually talk to my buddy Steve Renner about this a little bit more because he's probably going to counteract what I'm going to say here. I think with Taysom Hill becoming the primary backup to Drew Brees, I think you're going to see less of the reliance of the Taysom Hill specific plays. It doesn't mean that they're totally going to go away from it. I think, though, you're going to see it a little bit less because you can't really, you don't want to take the the risk of injury versus having Teddy Bridgewater be the primary backup to Drew Brees. You can use Taysom Hill in some of those roles. If he happened to have gotten hurt, um, it's not that big of a deal, right? Because you still had Teddy Bridgewater to back up Drew Brees, and it would allow Taysom to actually uh, heal up. I think with him being the primary backup, and of course they should actually bring in you know somebody as a third guy. But if that third guy is just some rookie or just some run of the mill guy backup quarterback, like let's let's say it's not Andy Dalton, right? If Andy Dalton was there, I would see more Taysom Hill. But I mean if you're if you're looking at some fifth round pick, you know, somebody like uh well let's just let's just say for instance uh uh Will Greer was actually the backup, you know, was actually uh drafted by the New Orleans Saints, right? You wouldn't ru- you wouldn't rush Taysom Hill out all over the field taking up plays, taking the potential for risk of injury if you had Will Greer as your third and becoming your primary backup to Drew Brees. And if something happened, then you were totally screwed. So um, that's kind of my little thoughts on that one. Uh, Let's see. Additions, they brought in Mike Burton, fullback from Washington, and the big signing was Emmanuel Sanders from San Francisco, uh, which means that across from Michael Thomas, you're going to probably see Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith in the slot. But I think you're going to see a little bit of a rotation in there. Um, boy, I really wish they would just take Deontay Harris and not have him be a return man. Because then you could actually put Sanders in the slot and you could put Harris on the outside. And that's actually what I would probably prefer. But uh, for right now, I would expect Emmanuel Sanders to be directly opposite of Michael Thomas and Traquan being in that slot again. Um, but Traquan's going to really have to step it up this year because I think if he fucks up this year again, um, you're going to see them really attack wide receiver. If not, actually, it be it wouldn't surprise me if they did it this year either. But uh, definitely after this next year, if they don't if they don't get a you know kind of like a wide receiver is really deep for the draft this year, so you're looking at anywhere from first to fourth. So. Um, even a third or fourth round pick, if they use that on wide receiver, keep an eye on that because that could be that could be somebody that can really compete with Smith there. Um, Andrews Pete should not have been fucking resigned. Um, at left guard, he was absolutely horrible. I don't give a shit what fucking stats you see, anything. He was really horrid. That was the worst part of that fucking offensive line. Everybody else is fine. But Andrews Pete was just a fucking sieve last year. 
So let's see here. Uh, New Orleans was sitting just under ten million at about nine point five uh, million under the cap. <clears throat> Man, I'm losing my voice. I don't know why. Maybe it's coronavirus. Uh, sitting at about nine point five million dollars under the cap. It's a pretty good spot actually right now, considering what they what they have accomplished so far. Uh, but they still have some work to do, so I would expect some of these backups, um, probably particularly on defense, maybe some of these bullshit wide receivers that they have, um, getting cut, freeing up some space there. Uh, they did lose linebacker A.J. Klein to the Buffalo uh, Bills. Von Bell uh, starting strong safety to the Cincinnati Bengals and starting corner Eli Apple to the Las Vegas Raiders. Good riddance. Uh, but they did bring in Malcolm Jenkins, uh, who actually was formerly of the New Orleans Saints and went to Philadelphia. Um, he'll take over for Von Bell there, so they're not really missing a beat there. Um, the only really main concern, you got Stephon Anthony, Anthony um, starting linebacker. He's still a free agent. They need to get. They need to focus on him actually. Uh, more than anybody, and then P.J. Williams in the slot. Um, if they're going to leave P.J. Williams in the slot, then they can just fucking let him go. Um, that's my two cents. Moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, offense, losses. Peyton Barber, good rinse, went to Washington. Uh, Brashard Perryman, this was actually kind of my surprise, uh, really big surprise on here that they didn't re-sign him. And then he signed a one-year prove-it deal with the New York Jets, um, essentially replacing Robbie Anderson. So um, curious on why they didn't do anything with him. Um, I think it was a really bad move in the, on their part, but it could just be the fact that Tom Brady can't throw a fucking deep ball. So <laughs> oh, that is correct. Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay. He's your new starting quarterback. He's got a two-year deal. Uh, in place there, and then you had Joe Hag, offensive guard from Indianapolis. He should be a backup fighting for a possible starting spot with Alex Kappa at right guard. Um, Jameis Winston is still a free agent. He's still out there. Um, right now, you know, you got Mike Evans, and then, of course, Chris Godwin in the slot. If they're going to keep this expanded out uh, to three wide, Otherwise, you'll have Chris Godwin across from Mike Evans in two wide receiver sets. Uh, they go to three. Then I would expect uh, Justin Watson actually to get that role um, unless they go after somebody in the draft. I don't think they're going to do anything in free agency now. So uh, They are sitting pretty in as far as salary cap, though, at $20.7 million left. Um, part of the reason why they have that space, they no longer have – uh, Bo Allen, D-tackle who went to New England, and Carl Nassib, uh, defensive end who went to the Las Vegas Raiders. They did just re-sign Namakon Sue, um, which was really good. So you'll have Sue, uh, Vitavea, and William Golston again across the front. Anthony Nelson, Nelson Devin White, uh, Levante David, and Shaquille Barrett for your linebackers. Jason Pierre-Paul also is back, um, which is good for the pass rush. Um, and then you got Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting. Uh, the secondary actually really 
really stepped up this this last season. Most of that had to do with the actual pass rush and the linebacking core, so it freed up for the one-on-ones. Uh, right now I have MJ Stewart still being the slot uh, corner in there uh, with Mike Edwards and Justin Evans as your starters at safety. Um, Evans, of course, could actually get replaced here somewhere in the draft. That's somewhere I'm expecting Tampa to attack. So Tampa's going to look pretty good. I don't know if, you know, you got a lot of people that are going to jump on that bandwagon stuff, and I don't know if I'm ready to jump on them as far as being anything real special this year. Um, Possibly make it to the playoffs, but um, that's going to really remain to be seen. Dallas Cowboys uh, will get Dak Dak Prescott, um, who is franchise tagged. They are working on a deal with him right now. Dak Prescott wants four years. The team wants to sign him for five. He wants to get one less year, so he's got another shot at free agency. Uh, It's kind of actually really good on his part um, for looking towards his future. But, I mean, the money is money. He's going to make $25 million. Twenty-five. It's like no. It's like twenty-seven. It's like twenty-seven to twenty-eight million uh, with the franchise tag. So he's not. It's not like he's fucking hurting for money. But uh, any which way, uh, off-season losses for the offense. You got Cameron Fred Fleming, uh, backup offensive tackle. He left for the New York Giants. Jason Witten, tight end, left for the Las Vegas Raiders. Fucking really curious move. I don't. I still. Dumbfounded by that. Uh, Randall Cobb, who did sign that three-year, $27 million contract with Houston. Good riddance there. There's no way you fucking pay him $27 million. Xavier Suafilo, offensive guard, left for Cincinnati. And then you had uh, starting center, Travis Frederick, retired. And that was big. Um, currently, they have Joe Looney uh, lined up as a starter there. At tackle, but that's a big hit for a single caller. So um, if Frederick was really going to do this, he should have done this before free agency even started and gave the Dallas Cowboys an honest chance. But it is the Dallas Cowboys, so fuck them. Uh, They did add, they did make one addition on offense, and that's the belldozer, Blake Bell, tight end, backup tight end for Kansas City. He is now in town backing up... uh, Blake Jarwin and fighting for the uh, secondary spot with Dalton Schultz, um, which is quite possible. Uh, I, we like Blake Bell. He's he's actually a pretty talented kid. So, currently, the Dallas Cowboys are sitting just under twenty million at nineteen point eight. So they can still be active here. Now we move on to the defense, and there's a lot of switching around in here. Uh, losses like Byron Jones, cornerback, who left for Miami. Uh, very good signing for Miami. They paid a lot for him, though. Uh, Jeff Heath, starting safety, or starting safety, strong safety for the Las Vegas Raiders. Good job on the Raiders on that one. Robert Quinn, the DN, left for Chicago. Daniel Wise, the D-tackle, was cut. Malik Collins, D-tackle, left for Las Vegas. Uh, Donovan Oluwumba, cornerback, was cut. And then he had the Kerry Hyder. Uh, defensive end left for San Francisco. The did bring in Maurice Canada, cornerback for the New York Jets. Um, he actually, I have him penciled in across from 
uh, Chidobe Awuzie uh, for right now. So we'll see what happens there. They brought in uh, strong safety HaHa Clinton Dix from Chicago. Uh, Gerald McCoy, like I said, I didn't like that uh, D-tackle from Carolina. And then Don Terry Poe, which they made up for by getting Poe. Uh, for the other defensive tackle spot from Carolina. So defense should actually be pretty decent. Um, like I said, uh, Gerald McCoy is generally a guy that you can run right at, and he pretty much lets everything up. But as long as Sean Lee is still there, you know, uh, Sean Lee's been pretty reliable, but he's getting rather older, and that's actually on the side um playing on the side that McCoy is going to be on. Now, the weak side defensive end spot is up for grabs. Michael Bennett is a free agent. That signing didn't work out worth shit. And then uh, you still have Randy Gregory, who is uh, who is under contract with the team, but he's suspended still. Under an indefinite suspension. I don't know why they're still keeping him around. But any which way. Move on to the New York Giants, um, currently sitting just over $8 million in cap space as of Sunday. Uh, they lost Eli Manning, who retired. Isaiah Seawright, a tight end they cut. Levine Teolo. Uh, oh, there's another one. Goodness gracious. Red Ellison, tight end, retired. Scott Simonson, tight end, cut. Uh, Mike Remmers, offensive tackle. I don't know why they let Mike Remmers go to Kansas City, but um, they could have used him for depth. But, I mean, that's that's why they had to bring in Cameron Fleming uh, from Dallas. Uh, have him slotted as the starting right tackle right now. Whether he holds on to that um, after the draft remains to be seen. I'm running Colt McCoy uh, for a backup spot. Uh, behind Daniel Jones, a quarterback from Washington. Deion Lewis. Oh, my God. Somebody. I like Mike Clay. But he sits there and he goes, well, you know, he's going to take, he's going to take snaps. He's going to take snaps and targets away from Saquon Barkley. Oh, really? Oh, really? How many fucking snaps, how many fucking targets did he take away from Derek fucking Henry, who apparently can't catch a fucking ball until he's actually thrown to in a fucking game and can run it 75 yards for a fucking touchdown? Shut the fuck up. Some of these dudes who have been out there for so fucking long and, and you know, they deserve all the fucking credit in the world, right? But sometimes they just, it's like they get on their fucking high horse and they just think they know every goddamn thing. And I mean, yeah, you could take all this data and whatnot. And you can say, well, I've been doing this for like 20 years. Oh, well, it seems like you take a fucking vacation every once in a while and you don't know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. Saquon Barkley's going to be the fucking starter, he's going to be the fucking, you know, workhorse in there. Deion Lewis still has to fucking fight Elijah, Elijah Penny and Wayne Gallman for a backup spot. Quit fucking tooting the Deion Lewis horn. Holy fuck. That dude is a fucking midget and a half. 
All righty. So let's see. New York Giants sitting at about $8 million in cap space off season losses for the defense. Alex Ogletree, linebacker, was cut. Uh, Kareem Martin, linebacker, was cut. And then Antonio Hamilton, cornerback, uh, which was the reason why they had to bring in James Bradbury, uh, left for Kansas City. Uh, additions, Blake Martin, a couple of Packers here. Uh, Blake Martinez, inside linebacker from Green Bay. Kyler Fackrell. Outside linebacker from Green Bay, Nate Ebner, Ebner, free safety for New England, and James, and then of course James Bradbury. So they made some moves. Um, a lot of people were just like, "Oh yay, Blake Martinez, Blake Martinez, that was a great move for the New York Giants." Yeah, you know why Blake Martinez had that many fucking tackles? It was because he was getting run over, and then he made that fucking shoestring at the end to save the fucking touchdown. He's not that good, folks. He's not that good. I love Blake Martinez. The kid works his ass off, but he's not that fucking good. Kyler Fackrell, I actually like for this team. Uh, definitely beats um, some of the horse shit that they've had in there. Like, you know, Ogletree's just gotten old. But, uh, yeah, defense is still going to be pretty horrible. Move on to Philadelphia. We got the offense. Here's the losses. Darren Sproles finally at running back fucking retired. Um, they also lost Jordan Howard, free agency to Miami. Oh, God, this dude's name. Halapula Vivate Vitali. Let's just call him Hal Vitali. Offensive tackle left for Detroit. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. Yes, thank God he's gone. Uh, slot wide receiver, outside wide receiver, horseshit wide receiver. He left for Las Vegas. And then Richard Rodgers tight end lost for Washington. Yes, Richard Rodgers is still in the fucking league, people. Amazing, isn't it? Um, no additions here. I don't think they really need to do anything outside of just adding depth um, really along the offensive line. Now they need to take care of this whole Jason Peters bullshit at, line, at left tackle. Um, sounds like they're just going to let him go. They're not going to do anything. That's going to move Andre Dillard. That should move Andre Dillard instead of being behind Peters. That should actually move Dillard over to right tackle and then move Lane Johnson over to his natural spot on the left-hand side. Um, that's what I'm expecting. I'm leaving it how it is now. I know there's some people out there that have said that they believe Dillard's going to take over that left tackle spot, but I don't think so. I think you're going to see a nice swap in there. Um, Dillard is a natural right tackle, not a left tackle. So uh, we'll see what happens there. They're sitting pretty good as far as salary cap space. They're sitting at about $28.5 million in space, so they could definitely make some moves there. Um, they need to make do some stuff here on defense still uh, as far as like depth in their um, at strong safety and in at their linebacking core, but um, once we get the draft selections in here, we'll be able to see if they're going to be able to possibly just address that during the draft, or if they're going to you know wait some of these free agents out. Off season losses, you got Nigel Bradham was cut. Malcolm Jenkins uh, was originally cut. Now he's with New Orleans. Um, Bradham's with somebody too now. Uh, Camu, Camu Grugier Hall, linebacker, left for the Jets. 
uh, offseason additions. They traded for Darius Slay at corner, which was good. Uh, Javon Hargrave, Hargrave, nose tackle uh, from Pittsburgh. Jatavius Brown, linebacker from the L.A. Chargers. William Parks, free safety from Denver. And Nickel Roby Coleman, this was the good one, cornerback uh, from the L.A. Rams. So, I mean, they've done they've done some moves to actually secure, get their secondary a little bit more shored up and secured here. So, um, they're pretty good. Like I said, they just really need some depth at, at strong safety, especially, and then at the linebacker position. So, Philly should be pretty decent this year. Um, they'll probably fuck it up and go after another running back, but who knows? Ah. Uh, <clears throat> Washington Redskins. Here we go. Busy, busy team. Uh, season losses. Uh, Vernon Davis finally fucking retired. Uh, Jordan Reed was cut at tight end. Uh, Eric Flowers, offensive tackle, went to Miami. Mike Burton, fullback, went to New Orleans. Paul Richardson, wide receiver, cut. Case Keenum, quarterback, went to Cleveland. And Colt McCoy, quarterback, went to New York Giants. So here's what you have right now. Um as far as quarterback for the Washington Redskins, you have Dwayne Haskins, you have free agent uh, Josh Woodrum, uh, Kyle Allen, who they traded for, and then you have Alex Smith. So it's going to be curious, really. If they let Woodrum go, that might mean that Alex Smith is actually back. Um, but I don't think he'll ever see a practice field again. I think they're just going to probably injury settle that guy out, but... I would have kind of expected it to have happened last year, but um, no movement so far, so we'll see what happens there. Off-season additions here. We got Marcus Ball, uh, free agent tight end out of Carolina, Wes Schweitzer, Schweitzer, uh, offensive guard out of Atlanta, Cornelius Lucas, offensive tackle out of Chicago, Peyton Barber, running back out of Tampa Bay, Richard Rogers, tight end out of Philly, uh, Jeremy Vucinovich, offensive guard, uh, J.D. McKissick, running back out of Detroit. Logan Thomas, tight end out of Detroit. So they really lined up a shitload of tight ends here again. Um, and then, of course, Kyle, uh, Kyle Allen, who they traded for um, from Carolina. I think this is going to be Dwayne Haskins' um, team unless they bring in somebody like uh, Cam Newton or Jameis Winston, but not really expecting either to sign here. Unless Ron Rivera wants to bring back Cam, that's the only possibility. But um, running back is whew, it's full. You got Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, Peyton Barber, Bryce Love, Chris Thompson, who is a free agent right now, J.D. McKissick, and Josh Ferguson. I think Thompson's gone. Um, so that gives you six running backs in there. Uh, Peyton Barber is the big one that's going to kill Darius Geis. Um so it's going to be interesting to see what happens if we have OTAs but uh, or not. And then, of course, when you get into the preseason, we'll have to see how good Darius Geis is looking. Um, defense, uh, oh, here we go. They're just sitting under $23.5 million in cap space, which is awesome. It's a good job with all the moves that they actually made. Now they offseason losses. They cut a bunch of people. They cut Kenny Ladler. Cornerback, Cody Sensenball, cornerback cut. Monte Nicholson, free safety cut. D. Delaney, cornerback cut. Josh Norman, cornerback cut. Chris Odom, D.N. cut. Kayvon West, Webster, 
cornerback cut. Breon Borders, cornerback cut. Seven, the seven dudes in the secondary out of eight that got cut. Um, and that's that's pretty much how they cleared up some space in here. Got rid of some bad contracts and shit. Uh, they did add Kendall Fuller from Kansas City. I have him slotted into the slot right now. Thomas Davis, linebacker out of from L.A. Chargers. Sean Davis, free safety uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Kevin Pierre-Lewis, inside linebacker uh, from Chicago. Uh, he was a backup there. So um, they've actually kind of improved this defense a little bit, but um, I'm still kind of shaky on it. We'll have to see what other kind of moves that they're that they're going to make here. I was actually kind of surprised that they re-signed John Bostic. I like Bostic. He's a hard worker, but he's a little small uh, for the inside linebacker position. So, but with having Thomas Davis in there alongside him in in the middle, and right now had, expecting Monty Sweat to be opposite of Ryan Kerrigan at the outside linebacker spots, they should be pretty decent. All right, now we get to our last division here. That's the NFC North. This is my home division, so let's see if I can not fuck this up. We're going to start uh, with the Chicago Bears. Start with the offense. Uh, losses, Kyle Long, offensive guard, retired. Chase Daniel, quarterback, left for Detroit. Cornelius Lucas, offensive tackle, went to Washington. Taylor Gabriel, wide receiver, cut. And, <laughs> oh, man, I find all this shit right when I'm doing the podcast itself. Why can't I find it when I'm doing it? Um. Yeah, let's actually get into the additions here. So we're going to do the additions, and then we'll go through the actual roster here. They signed Demetrius Harris, uh, backup tight end from Cleveland. He was uh, Travis Kelsey's backup two seasons ago. Uh, Jermaine Effetti, offensive tackle from Seattle. Jimmy Graham, tight end from Green Bay. And then uh, Nick Foles, who they traded for uh, from Jacksonville. So you're going to have Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky fighting it out for the top spot there. I would expect Trubisky to actually keep Foles at bay here. Um, But we'll see what happens. Uh, Matt Nagy generally likes to have a a quarterback that can actually move. Um, Yes, Nick Foles can move, but Mitch Trubisky is faster. So we'll see what happens there. So we... The main thing here is, um, yes, they do still need some help on the offensive line. So, uh, like most teams, they should focus on that position. But they're not going to have to focus on tight end because they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 tight ends right now, one being a free agent in Bradley Slowell. So let's just say 10. 10 fucking tight ends. You have 10 fucking tight ends on your roster right now. 10. 10 fucking tight ends. You want to know how much salary cap is available? Negative $1.7 million. Get rid of some of these fucking tight ends. You only need five. Why the fuck do you have 10? You're not moving any of these to offensive tackle or offensive guard. Get fucking rid of them. Or just fucking keep them and suck. I don't give a shit. Fuck the Bears. Moving on to the defense. 
Let's check out the losses. Prince of Mukamura, cornerback cut. Leonard Floyd, offensive linebacker cut. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, inside linebacker left for Washington. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Strong safety left for Dallas. Josh Simmons, cornerback cut. Nick Kowatsky, inside linebacker left for Las Vegas. Nick Williams, D-tackle, left for Detroit. Who did they bring in? Barcavius Mingo, outside linebacker from... Uh, uh, oh, I left it. I left. <laughs> oh, I got to see where Mingo came from. I think he came from Cleveland. Um, Robert Quinn, defensive end from Dallas, they brought in. Jordan Lucas, strong safety from Kansas City, they brought in. And everybody's little fucking whipping boy. The corner out of Pittsburgh, Mr. Artie Burns. Like, really? You signed fucking Artie Burns, dude? Like, are you even fucking trying? Because that was a fucking horrible move. Oh, there it is. Mingo came from Houston. Good God. What was I looking at? He was backing up in Houston. So, defense not going to be <clears throat> all that great again this year. Um, actually, got to change this. But... uh I mean, they'll they'll still be decent. It's not like they're gonna like God be god awful and suck, but like seriously, like you made no real fucking moves, and yet you're sitting under or you're sitting over the salary cap. So they got a lot of stuff they need to work on. They need to rework fucking contracts or something because the next guy that's gonna end up leaving here is Sher- is Sherrick McManus. Um, who's a free safety, but he's played, he's really excelled in the slot and they're going to end up losing him. And he's kind of a fucking stud, but like I said, what do I care? Fuck the bears. Uh, let's move on to Detroit offensive losses. Uh, Ricky Wagner, offensive tackle cut. He was signed by the Packers. Uh, Kyle Slaughter, quarterback cut. Jeff Driscoll, quarterback left for Denver. Graham Glasgow, offensive guard, left for Denver. J.D. McKissick, running back, left for Washington. And Logan Thomas, tight end, left for Washington. Um, <laughs> offseason additions, Hal Vital, offensive tackle from Philly. Uh, that was actually a really good move. Their offensive line is actually really good. So, um, And then they brought in Chase McDaniels from Chicago, uh, sitting currently $16.7 million under the cap. Uh, their offensive line is really good. Um, yeah, they're they're probably one of the stronger parts of this team. Um, it's going to be interesting to kind of see what they do behind uh, on Johnson. Carryon's not going to be a workhorse. He's going to be sharing the load. Um, for right now, I'd probably say him and both Scarsborough are probably going to be the two main guys. Um, but like I said, it's going to be interesting to see if they bring in a rookie here, um, especially one that maybe can fucking just run um, a bell cow roll in there. But again, you got Matt Patricia coming from New England, and what does New England do with their running backs? You know, they they split them up and they you know rotate them in and out. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see what they do there. Otherwise, this offense actually looks really really good. I think. Running back is probably their weakest spot, so probably going to be a real focus right in there. 
It's ride or die time, I think, for Matt Patricia this year, to be honest, uh, especially with the moves that they made. Uh, losses here. He had Damon Snacks Harrison D tackle. He was cut. Ashawn Robinson D tackle left for the Rams. Sam Martin, the punter, left for Denver. So you got Matt Weil and Jack Fox still fighting at the punter spot, if in case you cared. Uh, Rashawn Melvin, cornerback, left for Jacksonville. A.J. Howard, safety was cut. Devon Kennard, linebacker, was cut. Uh, Darius Slade traded to Philly. Replacements. Desmond Trufant, cornerback for Atlanta, which, woof, really? That's the guy that you're going to replace Slay with? Fair enough. Uh, Nick Williams, D-tackle from Chicago. J. Ron Curse, um, free safety from Minnesota. Tony McRae, cornerback from Cincinnati. Uh, Deron Harmon, uh, strong safety traded in from New England. Jamie Collins, that was actually a pretty good move. Outside linebacker from New England. And Danny Shelton, D-tackle from New England. So a lot of New England flair in here. So um, they actually don't look too bad. They're going to need they're going to need some depth uh, along the defensive line. Their linebacking core is still shit. So outside of Jamie Collins, they're really going to have to focus in here. Um, I have Jamie Collins lined up at linebacker and not at DN like I normally would with a normal outside linebacker because I don't think they're going to have him put his hand out, um, especially when they're hurting that bad in in those positions. So we keep Jamie Collins standing up. But overall, I think mm, it could improve. It depends. Um, Minnesota's really kind of gone down this offseason, so that could be a rise for the for the uh, Detroit Lions. On to Green Bay, offseason losses, Jimmy Graham, who was cut and signed by the Bears. Uh, Dan Vitale, fullback, went back to New England. Brian Bulaga, offensive tackle, went to the L.A. Chargers. Wasn't going to pay for Brian Bulaga, but I cheer on the guy. I love Brian Bulaga, but no way the Packers were going to pay that. And uh, good for him. Got into a nice weather spot, too, in L.A. Off-season additions, you have Ricky Wagner should come in and be the starter um, at right tackle to fill in for Balaga. And then you have Devin Funches, uh, who, was just, who was just signed. He was signed yesterday officially. So wide receiver came from Indianapolis via Carolina. It's just yuck. Um, but what I had done is what I have done is move Devin Funches into the spot opposite of Devontae Adams and move Lazard into the slot, um, which is actually where I would prefer to have Lazard. A lot of people are saying that they, that Lazard isn't all that quick, but he's quicker than most wide receivers, his size. So, um, I like him there. Now I do have Lane Taylor filled in at what right guard. Um, but I think he could get ousted by Elgin J- Jenkins. Um, Jenkins was a really good find in last year's draft. Um, and I can definitely see him taking over. But uh, that's going to be a nice little training camp panel to watch. Uh, salary cap, they are just at under $6.7 million. So they have some work to do. Here they're going to have to restructure some contracts. Uh, moving out of the defense, offseason losses. You had Devon House, cornerback. He retired. Uh, Kyler Fackrell, 
and uh, Blake Martinez, both left, uh, both linebackers left for the New York Giants, and then you have B.J. Goodson, inside linebacker, left for Cleveland. Uh, off-season addition, they brought Christian Kirksey back from Cleveland. Meh. Meh. But uh, they definitely have some work here in the linebacking, especially because um, I do not want to see them have Oren Burke starting at inside linebacker. Otherwise, you're going to be able to run for fucking days again um, on this team. So that's where they're really, that's what really killed them was their inside linebacking last year. Um, not so much, I don't think, in my opinion, their defensive line or their or their safety play. It was all right there in the middle at linebacker, and you can see it every fucking week. All right, last team. Running a little bit long over an hour here, but that's all right. We're almost done. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, <clears throat> offseason losses for the offense. David Morgan, tight end cut. Uh, they also cut offensive guard Josh Klein. Traded Stephon Diggs to the Buffalo uh, Bills. And Laquan Treadwell uh, signed with Atlanta. So uh, they did bring in Tajay Sharp from Tennessee. He'll fill in uh, the Diggs role. So you'll have Adam Thielen, Tajay Sharp for right now. And then in the slot, you would have Ola B.C. Johnson. So really need to work on the offensive line. Uh, they still have Dakota Dozier. Uh, right guard, he's a free agent still. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, so really, that's that's all they need to fill. They need to get that guard spot filled. So we'll see what happens there. They're sitting just under $11.7 million in cap space. Um, so they're sitting okay right now, but that just means that they would only be able to do stuff during the draft. So, moving on to the defense, you have Xavier Rhodes, cornerback. He was cut. Uh, Steven Weatherly, defensive end, left for Carolina. Andrew Sandejo, strong safety, left for Cleveland. Mackenzie Alexander, cornerback, left for Cincinnati. Linval Joseph, D-tackle, was cut. And J. Ron Curse, uh, free safety, left for Detroit. And Trey Waynes, cornerback, left for Cincinnati. So, their top three corners from last year. All gone. Your two outside corners and your slot corner are all gone. You know how much we're going to be able to. Th- you're going to be able to see teams throw on this team. Holy fuck! Uh, they brought in Anthony Zettel, defensive end from San Francisco, and then they have Michael Pierce, nose tackle that they brought from Buffalo or uh, Baltimore. My bad. Um, so probably still not going to be able to run on this team. You'll have Anthony Barr, Eric Hendricks, and Ben uh, Gedeon uh, in the linebacking core. And then across the front, you'll have Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce, Sharmer, Stevens. And we have to see still what's going on with Everson Griffin. They want to bring him back, but um, are they going to have the cap space for it? So for right now, you can't run. You're going to definitely be able to fucking pass on this team. Because it is, it is ugly. Ugly. That's why I think Detroit could make a move up here. Um, even more so than the Bears. Uh, Packers will fight for the top spot. Whether or not they actually take the division or not is going to be, you know. They're definitely the most stable team in the division. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Packers fan. I'm just 
just with all the influx everywhere else um, that I'm seeing. If I was to say it right now, I would probably, I'd probably say Packers at the top. You probably have, may see <clears throat> if Matt Patricia gets the team to play for him this year, and it's consistent. I can see Detroit fighting with Green Bay, with the Bears following up in third, and Minnesota in fourth. That's kind of my prediction on it. That's that's the homer prediction of the week. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's it. That's the NFC. We made it through everything. We got our second podcast finally. So putting that together with the AFC podcast, that gives you a solid two hours, two hours plus of talking about depth charts. That's why I had to split it up. I could not have done that all in one fucking sitting. But all right, guys, um, I'll get these depth charts uh, put together with the draft picks and stuff this weekend. Um, still working on uh, players for the for the NFL draft, which is still supposed to be in a month. If it gets delayed, it gets delayed. That just gives me more time to fucking think about everything. But until next time, this is D-Roy. Have a good one. Stay safe from the COVID.